This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Monday afternoon, February 5th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. Serious job search requires a dedicated, focused effort. We'll discuss on how to go about that in our next segment. But right now, the latest word is that the Bears are focusing on the lakefront and not the suburbs for a new stadium. We welcome in Greg Hines, columnist, Crane Chicago Business. Greg, thank you for joining us today. And this isn't posturing. This isn't designed to uh, get uh, school districts and leadership in the northwest suburbs around uh, Arlington Heights to uh, get serious and come together with an offer uh, regarding uh, the Arlington Park property. Uh, Now they're really thinking about uh, building a stadium downtown. Well, that's certainly the way it looks, Rob. I mean, you never know for sure. We'll find out in the end. But what I'm hearing from uh, sources close to the team, uh, senior people at City Hall, senior people in Springfield, is is all the same thing. That for a variety of reasons, the Bears have soured on uh, the idea of a suburban stadium, uh, probably in Arlington Heights, and are now looking much more favorably downtown, specifically at the South parking lot by Soldier Field. And that's their main goal. We'll see if they get it, but that's what they're trying. And uh, that South parking lot sounds familiar because about a decade ago, that was the proposed site of the uh, George Lucas Museum, now taking shape in Los Angeles. Have the Bears come up with a game plan to get around Friends of the Parks, perhaps turning Soldier Field into parkland? Well, there's a little there's a little bit of a tweak, and you 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 reference it. Uh, um, uh, Friends of the Park certainly would be opposed, but uh, there's been another case. The Lucas case was filed in court, but was never fully adjudicated. A case that has been adjudicated, it's very similar, uh, regards the Obama Presidential Center uh, down in the Hyde Park area, where uh, a group said, no, you can't build this on parkland. Parkland needs to stay parks. But, uh, but the courts have ruled... Uh, unanimously so far that uh, a public body, but in this case the park district, has the right to decide that in uh, in the name of the public good, park stuff can be used for something other than actually parks. Um, uh, now extend that up to uh, up to uh, uh, the South parking lot. The, the, the laws are a little more rigorous in regard to property that used to be underwater like this did. On the other hand, the Bears uh, seem to be pushing a tweak here that uh, that uh, arguably is in the public good. That is to uh, uh, once this new park, new stadium is, is up, tear down the old one. Uh, uh, Soldier Field, by most uh, standards, is outmoded. It was built for the soccer area and the track area a hundred years ago almost. Um, leave up the uh, historic colonnades or whatever, but remove the stands and, and everything else and turn it into a 
a nice new park and, and, and play fields and, and argued in the court said, hey, this is in the public interest, so we ought to okay the uh, uh, okay, the uh, the new stadium. And then very quickly, uh, everybody is in the mood to uh, get a new stadium. And uh, one potential uh, financing mechanism for the Bears, if they wanted to build a new facility in the South parking lot, is to uh, lean on the Illinois Sports Facilities Authority. And uh, Jerry Reinsdorf for the White Sox also wants to uh, lean on the ISFA if they want to build a new stadium at uh, Clark and Roosevelt. Is there going to be a collision? Is there enough hotel tax revenue to go around? That is a really good question, Rob. Um, there is certainly some money to go around. It appears some hundreds of millions for a variety of reasons. But uh, is it enough? That's a really good question. Uh, uh, heaven forbid the two big sports moguls would each uh, try to plead uh, poverty more than the other. Greg Hines, columnist, Crane Chicago Business. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up, making a search for employment your full-time job. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Despite a generally healthy job market, plenty of people still find themselves victims of cuts and layoffs. Let's talk about getting back to work with Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs, jobs expert with Robert Half in Chicago. Michelle, thank you for joining us today. And let's put this into perspective. You could have a historically great job market. And even in that environment, uh, there are roughly 2 million layoffs per month. Now, 2 million people are getting hired, give or take. But even in this even in, in this period of time, a lot of people uh, still find themselves on the wrong end of a layoff notice. Absolutely. And I think in the case where you find yourself in that notice, it's not necessarily the time to take a break or, you know, have some free time, but really to throw yourself right back into that job search while your skills are fresh um, and your connections are fresh so that you can land that ideal job right away. Now, there is an embarrassment of uh, riches when it comes to leads and possibilities from Indeed and uh, ZipRecruiter and all these uh, uh, job websites, but are they really just a waste of time? No, I wouldn't say a waste of time, but, you know, I think the way you have to look at it is you've got to invest some really serious quality time. You know, it's a full-time job, might be five days a week of pouring through leads, doing your investigative work, finding out if you have connections at those companies, constantly updating your resume to match those um, leads, you know, and, and a new set of leads comes in every day. So while you may have a really productive job search day on Monday, that is going to look very differently on Tuesday, Wednesday, and the rest of the week. And so it really takes a commitment to, you know, ciphering through and finding the good ones so that, again, you can land that ultimate job. We're talking to Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert with the Robert Half Company in Chicago. It's an interesting point you raise. Um, trying to find that connection, trying to find that into a particular organization that will unlock your next job. Uh, in some ways, it's solving a mystery. In some ways, it's solving a puzzle. Like, you have to be uh, tenacious, like a TV detective. Absolutely. I think a detective is a, the, an exact great way to describe that. You are looking for, you know, anyone at that company that you've known in a past life, work life, personal life, et cetera, that might put in a good word for you. You're doing investigative work on the company itself to Find out, you know, does it have skills that you have used in the past? Is it in an industry that you've worked in, in the past? 
every connection makes that interview process that much easier for you, but you've got to do your work on the front end. All right. Let's say you've columboed your way into a job interview. What are some real deal breakers? Uh, what are some things that you can do that would uh, uh, put that would be a, an immediate red flag? You know, um, showing up late, not being prepared on time. And, and, you know, it may not be a case that you show up late. You may show up on time for the interview um, or plan to, but maybe you get lost or stuck in traffic. Maybe it's a Zoom interview and you haven't tested out all your technology to ensure that you're going to be logged in on time with no issues. And so that, I think, first and foremost, is an absolute no-no. Always give yourself extra, extra time. Um, But the attention to detail, whether it be with your resume, knowing what the company is about, knowing what what the position is actually about, updating your resume, that attention to detail, I think, is that second deal breaker that people don't put enough time into. Interesting you mentioned Zoom interviews because this is certainly a new phenomenon. It came out of the pandemic. And does that lead to red flags that we may not have considered before? I mean, are you judged on your Zoom setup, uh, if if your home looks professional, if there's a little bit of clutter in the background, um, are, are those red flags potentially uh, from the person conducting the interview? Absolutely. Um, you wouldn't believe sometimes what we have seen on the interviews we actually conduct ourselves at Robert Half. I mean, we've had times where you know people take that interview in their car or at a very noisy Starbucks, or all of a sudden they pick up their cat or their dog and sit it on their lap during an interview. Those things don't show well if you are really trying to land a job. And so you've really got to prepare and think about those things. Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert with the Robert Half Company in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, some tips for first-time home buyers. Yes, you can buy a home in this interest rate environment. Your daily transaction for useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The house- housing market remains challenging due to inventory and affordability issues, and that's especially tough on first-time homebuyers. Let's tap the expertise of Rick Sharga, founder and CEO of the C.J. Patrick Company in Los Angeles. Rick, thank you for joining us today. Uh, run down the list of challenges that a first-time homebuyer faces, and I'm guessing it starts with uh, mortgage rates that are once again above 7%. Yeah, the cost of financing is is no joke for first time buyers. Uh, there there are people that are are kind of hampered by the fact that they haven't built up equity in a, in a current home that they can use uh, to offset the cost of buying a new one. So mortgage rates being up around seven percent again, uh, home prices uh, either at or near all time peaks in in many markets across the country. Uh, it, it's just a, a a really difficult time to be a first time buyer from an affordability standpoint. And then let's say you do have all of your ducks in a row. You have a little bit of money for a down payment. Uh, what's the first thing you should do? Well, you, you you need to set a budget for what you can afford to spend on a monthly basis. That's really the first thing you need to do. And then you need to be, be looking for a home uh, that at today's finance rates, you'll be able to to afford uh, to, to get a mortgage for for those dollars. Uh, you can be looking at different things. You, you talked about getting your ducks in a row, and I think that's really, really important. 
if, if you're going to be spending a lot of money on a monthly payment for a house, you, you want to be reducing your other non-housing related debt as much as you can. You want to make sure you have the best credit score you can possibly get so that you get the best mortgage rates available. You want to shop around for a mortgage. Don't just take the first one you can find uh, because you can often save a little bit uh, that way. And, and one of the other things that, that a lot of buyers don't realize they can do is if they can save a little bit of extra cash, sometimes you can pay down points on your mortgage at closing uh, and actually wind up with a lower mortgage rate by bringing a little bit more cash to closing. Uh, and that, that, in the long run, could save you a lot of money from an interest standpoint. We're talking to Rick Sharga, founder and CEO of the C.J. Patrick Company and executive vice president of Realty Track in Los Angeles. Uh, advice for first-time homebuyers. Uh, depending on who you talk to, I mean, some people have said that inventory is so tight that you should be prepared to move immediately. But at the same time, it sounds like you're saying that uh, you should take your time and uh, don't rush into something that you don't want or are uncomfortable with just because you're afraid of, 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 of a lack of inventory? Yeah, you need to be, you need to do your homework up front. You need to make sure that you can afford whatever financial commitment you're going to make. Uh, one of the best days uh, in a lot of people's lives is when they get that key to their first house. Uh, it's a devastating day if you have to give the key back because you can't afford to make those payments. So don't overextend yourself. Uh, but but if you do find something you like and you can afford, don't hesitate because even if mortgage rates do come down, and they will probably come down, but very slowly and gradually over the course of the year, that's likely to be offset by home prices going up. You talked about lack of inventory. There is still pent-up demand for home buying. Uh, as inventory kind of lags behind, that means there's more competition for those properties, and prices are more likely to go up than down over the course of the year. Rick Sharga, founder and CEO of the C.J. Patrick Company in Los Angeles. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead, how the war in the Middle East is impacting McDonald's, plus a couple of suggestions from our Monday stock pick. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio. WBBM Prince Charles diagnosed with cancer. I should say King Charles. CBS News will have more in a special report. An app glitch leaves Metro riders unable to buy tickets. California being pounded by severe weather that's prompting evacuations. And we're tracking some interesting developments at McDonald's, including a local experiment. WBBM Business, the market. Markets are lower. The Dow is down 291 points. The Nasdaq is down 44. The S&P 500 down 17. 38 degrees right now in Chicago under partly sunny skies going up to 41 today. CBS News Special Report. We are following the latest from Britain where Buckingham Palace has announced King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. We still don't know what form of cancer or what stage it's in, but CBS's Remy Innocencio reports doctors found it during the King's recent prostate procedure. As they were doing that procedure that uh, for his benign prostate enlargement, they said a separate issue of concern was noted. They said that subsequent diagnostic tests have identified that as a form of cancer. Jane Hills with the BBC, she tells us the King's already started regular treatments. State business official paperwork will still be done by the King. He is expecting to carry out those sort of duties as usual. But it is those public-facing duties uh, that he is stepping back from for now. The King also told his sons and his siblings personally. CBS News Special Report. I'm Monica Ricks. It's 1232 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are in the red today. We're joined by Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director of Clearstead Advisors based in New York. Jim, thank you for joining us today. And this sell-off that began this morning, uh, was this prompted by comments made by uh, 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 Fed Chair Jerome Powell on 60 Minutes last night? Uh, yes, in, in combination with the very strong payrolls report on Friday and the very strong wage growth numbers reported on Friday, combined with the very strong ISM services number this morning, uh, materially reduces the, um, uh, the, the chances and timing of interest rate cuts, and that's what's being reflected in the markets. Now to put things into perspective, I mean, there, there, you know, the Dow sold off, you know, 300 points earlier in the session, but it's still comfortably over 38,000. So uh, this, this, things are still okay as far as <laughs> the Dow Jones is concerned. There's just a little bit of a wobble on a Monday, on a Monday yeah. morning now afternoon. Yeah, and you would, you had reached records last week. You're at extended valuations, uh, and it, it's, it's a, a logical, modest recalibration. Uh, the other side of the strong economic data would indicate that uh, perhaps profits will be a little bit better than expected uh, this year. So this is this is a, a, a mild temporary headache, uh, not not something permanent or severe. But the markets do have to readjust and go towards the Fed's uh, anticipation of three interest rate cuts this year, uh, beginning probably uh, uh, in June or so, rather than the five or six interest rate cuts starting in March that the markets had been anticipating. And, and that's the adjustment you're going through. And, and leading into this uh, into this interview today, it seemed like even back in December, the uh, belief that the Fed would begin cutting in March was probably optimistic even then. 
Yes, the markets the markets have gotten uh, uh, away from the Fed uh, uh, several times over the last year or two, and in every case, the markets have had to adjust to where the Fed uh, uh, the Fed was at, and that that was you know on the way up and now on the way down. That the the markets tend to get carried away a little bit emotional. There's some uh, computer trading that uh, uh, that that goes on, and uh, in every case, the Fed has been slow and steady. And it's paid to uh, uh, to pay attention to what they're saying because that's their best thinking at that moment. Not to say they're perfect; they certainly were late in raising rates and and understanding the extent of inflation. Uh, but they are probably the best brains in the business, and it pays to listen to what they're saying. And then what uh, what what kind of trend is emerging during earnings season so far? Because a lot of the biggies have reported, and uh, there there seems to be and, and McDonald's is the latest. We'll go in depth on that in our next segment. But a, a lot of outside of the tech sector, it seems that uh, the street is not. They don't like what they're hearing so far. Yeah, tech and communications have been very strong. And on the back of tech and communications, the estimates for the fourth quarter have come up a little bit. But outside of tech, you're right. It's been spotty, mixed. And as a result of that, actually, the expectations for the first quarter have nudged down a little bit. So uh, it is very tech heavy, both in terms of performance in the in the economy and in terms of profits and in terms of stock prices. And it seems on the tech side of things, too, uh, one analysis I saw on the Wall Street Journal this morning is that uh, investors want perfect. Uh, they don't want good enough. They don't want solid. They want perfect, especially out of the tech sector. Well, that's because uh, the, the valuations are, extend, are extended. And look how much the stocks uh, went up last year. So uh, they need to meet expectations. And in some cases, they are. Uh, in some cases, they've missed. You know, Tesla is, is uh, I guess, unofficially out of the Magnus, Magnificent Seven now. Uh, Apple is just hanging on. Uh, but others, such as uh, Meta, are uh, exceeding expectations. But but on balance, you have to say uh, that tech and communications are delivering very strong results, though and not in all cases meeting expectations. Jim, now I have this vision, uh, kind of like uh, Premier League soccer, that uh, there are tech companies that are will, will get relegated out of the uh, Magnificent Seven uh, based on their performance. Uh, that seems to be happening this year, that uh, uh, investors are not buying them as a package, uh, but that they're looking at each company's results and stock prices and sorting them out. But having said that, even those that, that drop out of the seven, uh, uh, most of them are probably going to have uh, reasonably good profit expectations and respectable stock price performance. Uh, uh, not universally, but uh, you, you may slip out of the slip out of the seven and still be uh, an on balance pretty good bet. Jim Awad, senior managing director at Clearstead Advisors, based in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, it's that time of season for a popular fast food treat. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Chicago-based McDonald's has released its quarterly report and is updating a spinoff concept in the southwest suburbs. Let's update the arches with the help of R.J. Hadavi, head of analytical research at the uh, foot traffic analysis firm Placer AI. R.J., thank you for joining us today. And uh, let's get the bad news out of the way first, and that is uh, McDonald's, uh, by dint of being a, uh, a country with a truly global presence, uh, is experiencing some trouble in some trouble spots. Yeah, the, the company did talk about international markets being a weak point, and it's not unlike we'd seen from uh, results we'd seen from other consumer companies, too, where 
uh, geopolitical conflict has gotten in the way and uh, you know put a hamper on some visitation and overall results in certain international markets. So uh, not altogether surprising to see that result. But you know, all things considered, pretty positive results in the U.S. The company continues to outperform its peers, and uh, even the things getting more competitive. But uh, they're doing a lot of interesting things and uh, you know starting to uh, find creative ways to drive people into the restaurants. And uh, the, the, the latest and greatest uh, iteration of that is uh, Cosmics, which opened in uh, Bolingbrook in early December and has been a tremendous success story for McDonald's ever since. Yeah, it's early, but there's been a lot of buzz about that. Um, you know, our visitation data showed that they're doing twice the uh, the normal volume of McDonald's location in terms of visits. And to be honest, it could probably be doing a lot higher if it wasn't for capacity constraints right now. A lot of interest, and it's tough to get everybody through those four driving lanes out of the uh, the Cosmics location. What's really interesting, too, is that it's been driving a, a younger audience. Our visitation data suggests that the trade area uh, is largely coming from 20 to 27 year olds. So, kind of going after that younger demographic, uh, future family customers as well. So, um, I think it's really interesting that they're not only driving a lot of visits, but the composition of those visits too has really been fascinating and uh, could bode well for the future of that brand. And RJ, I've, I've been reading uh, McDonald's Behind the Arches, which is this uh, 1990s uh, history of uh, of McDonald's. So, I'm 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 like knee deep in the world of Ray Kroc and how he built this empire and. 60 years ago, the thing that made McDonald's special was that it was standardized anywhere you went, and they were very rigorous in enforcing standards, which was not the case in franchising at the time. And now everybody kind of lives in the world that Ray Kroc created, so it's not just enough to be standard everywhere. You have to create experiences, and and that begins with the Shamrock Shake, which was something that McDonald's introduced over 50 years ago. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think uh, you, you got to create uh, excitement about your brand, too. I think the standardization is important to scale. Obviously, McDonald's has used that to become the largest restaurant company in the world. But at the same time, too, it's tough to create excitement. We, we talked about Cosmics, and, you know, that's taking a risk for a company that, you know, typically, at least the last couple of decades, has not gone on and taken a lot of risk. But I think Shamrock Shake and some of the other things, the adult Happy Meal and some of the celebrity meals that they're doing right now, especially coming out of the pandemic, where a lot of restaurants had to cut back on um, operations, cut back on, on innovation, and really just kind of you know keep a bare-bones operation to survive. McDonald's is really taking a leadership approach in terms of new innovations right now. And you know Shamrock Shake is a, is a classic and a favorite. I don't know if that counts as a, as a new innovation at this point, uh, but they're doing a lot of exciting things and as things get more competitive in the QSR space and McDonald's is competing uh, particularly with its lower end consumers with value grocery and dollar stores as well. I think those are the kind of things that will help them set them apart. And then very quickly, RJ, when you open a Cosmics, which has these specialty drinks, different ice cream uh, uh, concoctions, it's more of a dessert type of place. Uh, who are they competing with in that particular area? Is this going after Starbucks? Is it going after uh, Oberweiss or Baskin Robbins or somebody else? I think a combination of all those. I think it really is a beverage-led concept. So it obviously is going after Starbucks and you know in other markets where they may be going. A group like Dutch Bros, which has some other you know energy type drinks as well, but also uh, kind of more snack oriented, as you pointed out, ice cream locations as well. So I think that's a target audience, and they really are seemingly going after a younger audience with this, which I, I think is a smart move for them. I think there's a lot of competition for uh, that demographic, and I think McDonald's putting a stake in the ground and competing for that audience is important for them. 
R.J. Hadabi, Head of Analytical Research with Placer AI. Thank you for joining us today. Join us at this time tomorrow for Travel Tuesday and still to come, our Monday Stock Picker. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Hey, it's Stock Picker Monday, and helping us out today is Art Hogan, Chief Market Strategist with B. Riley Financial based in New York. Art, thank you for joining us today. Two selections today, and your first uh, stock pick on this Stock Picker Monday is in the energy space. Yeah, so uh, understanding energy, worst performing sector in the S&P 500 last year, certainly has some catching up to do. Uh, we like Chevron. It's one of the fully integrated oil companies, and it trades at a very reasonable 12.25 times its uh, this year's earnings as compared to the S&P 500, which is closer to 19 times. More importantly, they're buying back a lot of their shares. They just had an earnings report, and they beat by about 14% on the earnings line. So they continue to perform very well. It's a company that pays a 4.25% dividend, so a great dividend player. One of the best of the fully integrated oil companies. I think you've got a real opportunity for energy to do a catch-up trade, and this is a great way to express that opinion. Chevron, the uh, ticker symbol is CVX. And then your next selection this week, uh, you hear the commercials all the time. They invite you to get in the zone. Yeah, AutoZone, get in the zone. It's uh it is the world's uh, or the, the country's largest uh, retail distributor of automotive replacement parts. Um, they very well-run company. And when, when we think about well-run company, what do we mean? So first and foremost, very reasonable multiple trading at 18 times, still less than the S&P 500. It uh, doesn't throw off a dividend, but this is a big share uh, repurchaser. So they've, uh, they've been a consistent repurchaser of shares going back to the last five years. I think that continues for the next five years. This is a company that uh, right now on a year-to-date basis is up 8%, but it outperformed the S&P 500 last year by about 5%. So even with the, the year-to-date up 8%, we think there's a great opportunity for a very well-run company that continues to buy back its shares and outperform its peers. And the uh, ticker symbol for AutoZone is AZO. I want to go back and uh, talk about Chevron just for a little bit, uh, just for a few seconds. Just about the energy sector uh, writ large, especially uh, in 2023, uh, it kind of took its, th- that sector took its lumps once again, uh, coming off of a tumultuous 2022 where there was a lot of uh, uncertainty about both uh, reopening the economy coming out of COVID, uh, supply disruptions caused by uh, Russia invading Ukraine. Where is the energy sector right now? I would tell you this. I think we have a perfect balance of supply and demand uh, in energy. A lot of that comes from the fact that uh, the United States is overproducing. We're producing more energy product than we ever have in history. So we're the swing producer. We're the largest producer of energy product right now. OPEC has obviously done a very good job at keeping to very strict quotas. They started doing that last July. They intend to keep those throughout the first quarter of this year. We'd like to see the China demand come back to the global uh, demand picture. It just hasn't yet. Their reopening has been slower, so their economic growth and demand for goods and services has been slower. But I think on balance, energy in general is underperforming as an asset class in the S&P 500, has for all of 23, and continues to a certain extent. I think between $70 and $80, there's a lot of profits to be made for the North American energy producers, and Chevron's one of our favorites. Art Hogan, Chief Market Strategist, B. Riley Financial in New York. Thank you for joining us today. His selections this week, Chevron, CVX, and AutoZone, AZO. If you missed any part of today's Noon Business Hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 